Welcome to another episode of Unpopular Opinion. I'm one of your hosts, Dwight Puller. And I am your other host, Andrew Golden. First of all, hey, do y'all hear this beat? That beat was hard, bro. Listen, I'm dancing to it right now, doc. <laughs> huh? It was just a great transition into this Hot Boy Summer that we talk about. Woo! Hey. Uh, we talk about brotherhood. We talk about the necessity for healthy relationships, how to how to discern about them. Yeah. And honestly, bro, I think this might be the best episode we put out just because of how raw it was. I think so, too, Pauls. I think so too. Make sure, <laughs> hey, listen, y'all, book of your seatbelts though, because in all honesty, you know, we do get into some really, really, really uh, deep things. We're very transparent, very authentic, very vulnerable. So, hey, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Don't judge us though. Judge your daddy. That's right. What's up, y'all? Hey, man, listen, I know y'all heard that beat. This one, five, this one, hey, you know what I'm saying? I used to want to be a rapper. Like, I think every athlete at some point in time wanted to be a rapper, and every rapper at some point in time wanted to be an athlete. When did you let it go? I still hold on to it. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> Listen, for that. Hey, when I'm in the car, well, I be having full concerts, you hear me? <laughs> full concerts. Going in. Going all the way in. Hey, boy, what we talking about today? Boy, this is like a big episode i think a lot of people have been anticipating it um because y'all nosy yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> what it goes down to. uh man we're gonna get into hot boy summer honestly but the core of it though um i think you know I, I had a lot of people reach out and was like asking or were asking you know or wanted to know like more context as to who we are you know what I'm saying but how we met and essentially why we decided to start the podcast yeah um so i think that this episode is still you know early early on enough um did that make sense anyway (laughs) (laughs) it's still early enough you know for us to give context to that um and yeah man we'll just flow i I don't think it's ever too late to share the genesis of when something happened. Come on, Genesis. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think our story does matter because mm. the way we talk now is only a fruition of, I think, how close we've grown over the years. Mm-hmm. Dang, we've been we've been rocking since 2018, bro. No, bro. 2017. Yeah. Dang, bro. Yeah. You, you sound like my wife was. Yeah. <laughs> and she got on to you the other day, too, she, she for did. getting that date wrong on the she last did. episode. She's going to try to blow me up on IG. On the grave. You're going to put some respect on the time we got here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Put so, some respect on it. But you know what? What I love about how me and Andrews. Drew's dang, I'm gonna say I, I called him I, by his government name. Man, pulled, I felt like I was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about our relationship is it was so authentic mm. and we related on not just similarities but areas where we both desired to grow. Yeah. Um, and they weren't necessarily tangible. Mm-hmm. They were they were things that were intangible that really required another level, another depth of character. Yeah. And um, we both got to witness that in one another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to, from the beginning, we we met through a ministry that uh, was very active at TSU, where we both went to school. Yeah, and y'all got to realize too, like at that time, I had 
I had just transferred. Like you had been at TSU from freshman year, right? Yeah. So I had just moved back to Tennessee from DC. Yeah. Um, I was at Howard, and it just so happened that the campus ministry that he's referring to that was at TSU was also at Howard. And we That's were right. both leaders at our respective campuses. Mm. Um, yep. And so that's inevitably how we got connected because when I got to Nazareth, I remember I met Heather. Yep. And um, she invited me to be a part of leadership at TSU. So go ahead, continue. No, that's good. Um, that's good background. It, and what, what was what was really interesting is, you know, I think it's really easy for men to meet <laughs> and not connect. Absolutely. Like, and I'm not saying we were super intentional about anything, but I think we recognize a, a true connection point. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of men who have certain convictions mm -hmm. to lead in a certain way, to make an impact in a certain way. Mm -hmm. They may be ambitious, but they may not actually desire to be and do certain things in certain environments. Mm -hmm. It's real easy and real attractive to want to be just a part of the crowd. Yeah. Just a part of the norm. And I think what I noticed about Andrew was now he was different. Like he was a different guy. He stood out. He spoke for himself. He didn't really have popular opinions. He actually had some pretty <laughs> in-depth thoughts. Um, and I thought I had the same. I think mm -hmm. it was a connection point. But I mean, there were so many other areas that really connected us inevitably mm -hmm. other than what I recognized. So I won't even give myself that much credit. What was one of the things that you felt like drew us closer as friends, as brothers? Um, over time? Yeah. Man, <laughs> a more surface level practical thing was like the fact that we both hooped. Exactly. I think that was like, it, it just added another layer. It was like, dang, you hoop too? Yeah. Oh, say no more. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, so that was huge. And I think, man, to, to your point, bro, like I think one of the things that stood out was like, wow, a lot of people that we were around or that were at TSU, um, you know, people like to go with the flow. People like to, like you said, be in the crowd versus standing out. Mm -hmm. um, you weren't shy about being an anomaly, even in the midst of being like in the space. Like you were still able to connect with people and, and be involved, but there was just like, Something different, you know what I mean? Like, but you know what? I gotta say this. At the time, a big prayer I was praying. I had just gotten saved, mm. and my journey was weird, y'all. I was praying for authentic relationships and connections, mm. even though there were other men in that room. Man, it was really hard for me with the faith that I was building and the connections, the connection to God that I was building. It was really hard for me, for me to be myself mm. without because. Who I was before was completely opposite mm -hmm. from who I was becoming. Mm -hmm. Like, and so myself That's was a good. very fluid concept. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a very fluid concept. Mm -hmm. And in the point, in the period of discovering who that was, I also had to grow brotherhood relationships, mm -hmm. which was tough because it's like, I don't really know who I am. I just know who God yeah. says I am. But I guess I should continue to still build relationships. And mm -hmm. you know, Drew was really not to get sappy. Not to give him too much credit, but he was really an answered prayer because yeah. we had we we connected on sports, we connected on faith, 
and man, when it came to leadership and talking about how we wanted to have impact, we connected there. And so mm -hmm. it was really trifold. Yeah. I, I would do, I believe that it was divine. Yeah. Um, because funny enough, like that night, that initial night that we were speaking of, um, when I, it was a group of y'all that walked in at the same time. It was you, uh, Willie Mo, <laughs> uh, IK, yeah. Charles, um, and maybe, you know, some others, but the first person that really like, you know, chopped it up with me was Willie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah. honestly on like off the rip, I thought that, you know what I'm saying? That's who I was going to connect with. Um, y'all gotta realize too, like oftentimes with guys, especially like with, with dudes that have been through some things, like mm -hmm. we naturally have a guard. Naturally. And I'm not the quickest to connect with people in general. Well, past tense. I, I, I wasn't the quickest to connect with people, um, but especially with dudes, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just because there's a level of trust that was missing. Um, you know, I was just defensive in that way. And so, you know, coming around y'all, it was like different. Charles was wanting to check everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. straight out of Memphis. Um, so yeah, man. But I, I think, you know, what became apparent is like when you and I would chop it up, which we didn't at this time, we weren't chopping every day. Yeah. We would chop, you know, maybe every every now and then. But like I think what stood out was every time we did chop it up, we would man be on the phone or you know be in person like going deep for like dang near two hours oh thanks and we look at the time like whoa like it ain't seem like you know what I'm saying it was it was that long yeah. but like the context of the conversation and the depth of, of those conversations like it was so rich to and if, where and if know. I could speak to that man I think there was a common denominator mm -hmm. in that in that is that we were both we both initiated more than a transaction mm -hmm. in the way that we interacted. Yeah. I think it's people period, but especially men, we can be very transactional, small talk mm -hmm. instead of, Hey bro, who, who, who's your accountability? Right. What are your goals? Right. How, mm -hmm. how, or who is holding you accountable to those goals? Bro. <laughs> the questions I was getting from most people, especially when I was at Howard, but even at TSU too, the connection point was, Hey bro, you smoke? <laughs> no, <laughs> <That> was, I don't. <laughs> and that's honestly how a lot of, especially a lot of men at TSU, that's, that's where they went deep. Yeah. That's where they went past the transaction. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, um, I didn't want, I didn't even want basketball to be the reason mm -hmm. that we did or, or the only avenue that we did go deep. Right. I hoped it was eventually over coffee or mm -hmm. man, like just studying together and we just got caught up in conversation. Mm -hmm. I hope it was it was more than just finding a recreational activity to connect over. Yeah. Now, granted, the way men connect is through recreation. Yeah. Like sure. when you want I, mm -hmm. I realized when I met Drew and when and even before I met Drew, when I wanted to connect with other men to develop brotherhood relationships, you don't invite them out to dinner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't invite them out for coffee. I Facts. mean, that's the grown thing to do, but I wasn't grown yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Today, I think that's more common than not. But even then, I, I meet a lot of men. If we're not golfing, hooping, yeah, shooting yeah, guns, mm -hmm. playing the game, mm -hmm. we probably not going to talk about much yet. Right. 
And so finding that recreational connection point was super important. Mm-hmm. And me and Drew, and me and Drew's story for real. Yeah. Um, and we found it. And then we ended up at Shoney's. Bro, I was bro, all right, because we're on the same page. Yeah. I was definitely gonna pivot, man. Yeah. Um, man, the, the Shoney's connection was was kind of comical. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, we had just left from hooping. Um, and need I say we were man. Okay, whoever I forget who we played against, but we gave them folks bucket. We gave them folks bucket. <laughs> hey, listen, if you can hoop with a dude, Bruh. brothers for life. <laughs> yeah, nah, real talk, real talk. Uh, so it, it was you, Willie, and myself, um, and we went to Shoney's, and that was the first time. Like I think we went deeper in a in like an odd way because so it's a funny story. Dwight was trying to get Willie on. Or put Willie on with the girl that I was dealing with at that time. I was dating her at the time. <laughs> but he didn't know that I was dating her. And so, you know, Dwight's like, yeah, bro, like, Willie, you know what I'm saying? Um, Shorty goes skating with me and my girl on Sundays. Woo, woo, woo. I think you pulled out a picture or something. And uh, <laughs> I just kind of laughed. I was like, yo, like, that's, you know, the girl that I'm dating. And we always like, what <laughs> need I say? Side note, her and Willie never would have worked out. They never would have. Bro. And, and Willie, we love you, bro. We so love if you. If you ever listen to this. Willie Mo, listen, I because I was there when they had an encounter. And long story short, y'all, it was it was a step show, it was after a step show. Uh at the time, she was not happy with you know her organization's performance. We're not gonna name no. We're no. not gonna nah. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> uh, but shout out to all the D nine organization. Um, but nevertheless, man, she asked Willie, and y'all have to understand, um, Willie is straight out of Memphis, and is brutally honest. Like that's one thing you can respect about him and love about him, but it's like bittersweet, and also I mean? be concerned about. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's like, okay. So anyway, she asked him, you know, about how he felt they did. He he was like, I keep it a book. Like, y'all were cool, but y'all could have, you know, gave more energy. She asked him about another organization. After asking me, and my synopsis was, I mean, they were cool, but. You was using it was, wisdom. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but I was being honest. You know, I just got back from Howard. So I'm like, you know, it's, it's you know, Meharry, like. Man, step show is not gonna be the same caliber of like a TSU, right, right, right. A Morehouse, right. Clark Atlanta, you know, Howard. Like, it, it's no comparison. So, you know what I'm saying? She asked me, I'm like, yeah, they were cool. They just had a bunch of people. That's all it was. Yeah. Man, Willie gonna holler out. Shoot, they them four went, man, they turned up. <laughs> I'm looking at Willie like, bro, read the room. This is not the time for that. And man, when I tell you she was upset, hot. She done <laughs> called Willie everything but a child of God. <laughs> and yeah, I that's when I knew like, yeah, they they would have never worked out. Yeah. Anyway, we love Willie. We love Willie. <laughs> and that relationship ended not too long after that, right? Yeah, that night. Well, not with Willie, y'all. No, nah, with, 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 with the, the young lady. Yeah. That night, basically. Um, I won't get too deep into that, but we don't need to. We don't need to. Um, but, man, it, it's it's interesting because in the relationships or whatever, like, we, you and I were in relationships. The same, they went to the same school. They were friends so, yeah, on let paper. Me, let me speak up. Say it with my chest. <laughs> Come so, on. 
<laughs> I was dating somebody at the same university. We're not going to name no names. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were seemingly close. Mm-hmm. Um, on paper. On paper. Uh, I think, you know, when you go to the same university and you dating two dudes who go to another same university, that, that's your connection point And that's, yeah. your, that's that was their connection point. Yeah. Um, but you know what? There were some red flags that I dismissed that I was pursuing in spite of mm. about this young lady. And so was Drew. Yeah. I won't speak for you. Like but we, we were doing, we were essentially doing the same thing. The exact same thing. But had no clue. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, to the point where I was wanting to pursue her, to date her for marriage, like I had pursued my wife. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I'm not really not interested in being married anytime mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> for for most guys, it, it wasn't a red flag. It was a challenge, and mm. it should have been a red flag because mm. that's exactly what it was. Mm. Um, which meant both of our time was about to be wasted. Wow. Anyways, um, <laughs> Drew was in a similar situation, but I think he was more reserved about pursuing her for that at all. And maybe Drew, you could speak to that. Yeah, well, it was a lot of reasons. I think foundationally, like we didn't agree on a lot of stuff, yeah. and like for me. You know, my faith is, like, very important, like, vitally important to me. Um, and it's like, if we can't agree on that level, yeah. then it's, it's not much room for conversation. Facts. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Let me, <laughs> let me ask you this. Um, do you remember some of the conversations we had through that situation and beyond that situation where we began to, like, reflect on the red flags yeah definitely that, that we might not repeat mm-hmm. the same dismissal or the same ignorance about those red flags again mm-hmm. in the next relationship do you remember those conversations oh yeah oh yeah 100 man i remember shoot that's that's when we started uh going out to eat <laughs> we started chopping, breaking bread breaking bread um yeah and those conversations were helpful now granted um at the time I think I think those conversations reaped a harvest like after the fact yeah than they did during the time we were really having the conversations like Thanks. they were challenging they were sowing seeds they were sowing seeds yeah and you know it needed some watering it needed some sunlight mm-hmm. some nurturing um and now I believe you know we're benefiting from those initial foundational conversations you know what's funny you know how you see those posts on IG and they say, you know, be careful of the connections that you have because mm-hmm. those connections might exist because of trauma. Yeah. And I think we had both <laughs> been traumatically exposed. Yeah. And that was initially or maybe a part of the reason why we were connected. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think more to it, we were brothers born for a time of adversity. Yeah, man. Like real talk. Mm-hmm. Um, you were an ear that I needed in my life at the time not to enable a bad relationship but to challenge yeah why i was still in it mm-hmm. why i was staying why i saw this as a challenge and not a reason to to leave yeah and flee like yeah. joseph did you know yeah. what i'm saying i didn't see it as that and i needed your ear and your voice and honestly you were that it ended probably 11 months too too late <laughs> but uh but the fact is it ended yeah and uh mm-hmm. you know that healing process was that much more potent mm-hmm. because there was accountability in the healing season. Mm. 
I want to. I'm okay. I'm we're gonna save that a word uh-uh. because we cussing on here, we y'all. Cussing on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want I want to talk about Hot Boy Summer a little bit Uh-oh. because here's just, I that's think the- I think that's what like that's what broke it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like as it relates to how like deep we how close we are now. Yeah, I think it really really broke um during hot boy summer so 2019 man (laughs) and we're gonna be mom for a little time but 2019 i was in richmond virginia and some some other v places well (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying i have i have fun in richmond hey listen um wow mighty god mighty god (laughs) um y'all we we had Way too much fun. Where were you show. at in, two, in I was, summer 2019? I was here in Nashville. I had okay. just graduated. Yep. Um, just graduated TSU with my engineering degree and uh had just gotten out of a relationship in February mm. of that same year. Um, but it you know how relationships they end, but they don't really end. Oh yeah. Like y'all still got clothes in each other mm-hmm. spots. I repent, y'all. We we was not shacking up, but we shouldn't have been that close. Brad, nah, because listen, we're gonna be real, bro. We let's, we like, gotta be real. Our, the platform, we we told y'all we're gonna be raw. We're not holding back. You know what I'm saying? So don't judge. We me. made the mistakes. Don't judge. And we're not repeating them. Judge your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> don't judge us. And judge if you don't have one, judge your stepdaddy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but we, it's it's all jokes. But nah, real talk though. Like we're gonna we're gonna keep it a beam with y'all. No, you know what I mean? Right. And and you know, here's the thing, we we're not living in that space now um but we're able to talk about it um because there were some good things that came out of it even even in context of and that's that's good to say because mm-hmm. um we can speak about it because we're free from it yeah we're free from the shame of it yeah i think anything that you're free from you can testify about mm-hmm. you can speak boldly about um as if you were still in it that's how you're talking about it but because you're free from it, you can speak speak mm-hmm. to it, mm-hmm. and um, you can also give insight to others about how to avoid that same situation mm-hmm. um, for your sake and their sake. Anyways, absolutely. Um, but you no, know, we were both wilding, wilding, um, <laughs> and there was a lot of broken pieces. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think the pursuit of the forbidden fruit, mm-hmm. um, call it sexual relationships, situationships, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, Entanglements. Entanglement. <laughs> too soon, bro. <laughs> the pandemic still happening. <laughs> uh, the pursuit of those things were to numb the pain mm. uh, that was inflicted in relationships we thought should have lasted. Mm. Oh, hold on. Because I, I want to I say this, that it wasn't even just about those relationships that didn't last. I think there were some deeper wounds that we didn't. You asked me a question one time as it related to somebody I was dating. And you said, bro, why do you feel like you remained when you saw the signs? You know, you should have left. And I think you you asked, you know, something along the lines of like, do you feel like she was meeting a need? And I said, I don't know. And you challenged that to say it could be that there was a need, whether you were aware of it or not, she had to have been meeting it. Because One you that, stayed. Because you stayed and didn't relinquish that or or submit that need to God for him to have. 10,000 foot view, y'all, if you're in a relationship, whether toxic or healthy, 
either one or many needs are being met. Mm. Either legitimately or illegitimately. Mm. Legitimately means it's honoring God. Illegitimately, illegitimately means it's sin and it's in spite of God. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's not out of obedience. It's, you're not getting needs met out of obedience. You're getting needs met because you actually might not believe that God is meeting those needs mm. or has already met those needs. That's good. Um, anyways, back to your story, Doc. Yeah, 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 man. So anyway, uh, I'm in Richmond, <laughs> wilding. Um, there was, you know, a young lady that I had known, shoot, honestly, during the time I was at Howard. She was living in North Carolina at the time. And so... I would leave on the weekends. Um, I would drive from Richmond to North Carolina, about a three-hour drive every weekend and spend time with her. Um, and, you know, parts of it was great. We would go to church together, everything. I, I love her pastor out there. Uh, but, you know, we were engaging in a, a lot of sexual immorality. And um, I remember the first time I brought it to your attention. and. You know, you were talking about what you, you know, had going on too, and the and the, the foolishness that you were falling into, as well. Because it was foolish. <laughs> and man, that's where we really truly connected. That's yeah. where the accountability started, y'all. We were doing like we had this thing because I, I had a revelation that when oftentimes, like when we do something, we think that is self-inflicting, but what we don't oftentimes realize is our sins have the propensity to hurt those that we're connected to. That's right. To harm those that we're connected to in ways we don't even realize. Mm. Um, somebody's always watching. Yeah. And somebody is falling victim to the same mistakes mm -hmm. that you're making or the consequences of the, those mistakes, mm -hmm. even if we don't see it. Yep. And what was really important one of the many things was protecting our witness mm -hmm. not because somebody saw what we did but if we're not if we're not able to be vulnerable about the areas of weakness mm. then that means there is evidence of shame there yep that is now getting in the way of somebody else's freedom from your testimony mm -hmm. and uh we needed to be able to come to a place where there was no shame that existed we were able to recognize the mistakes speak about them because we're no longer making those same mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we was doing push-ups. Yeah, man. So the the initial thing was, you know, in, in light of, you know, that uh, revelation, um, the person who messed up, for the person who messed up or <laughs> fell short, whatever yeah. that looked like, the other person has to do 100 push-ups. That's right. And now, granted, because of who we are, like we're not gonna let the other person <laughs> do the hundred by themselves. So we did them together. We did them together, and y'all, hey, <laughs> we said. I remember, I was like, bro, if at the end of the summer, if we are swole, <laughs> that is not that's, a good. That's thing. not a good thing. <laughs> that's evidence of a lot yeah. of mess up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But man, what what came of that? Like I said, was man so gratifying. I think it, it laid the foundation of where we are now. Uh, being able to, um, you know, bring, be honest, be vulnerable, be transparent and bring those things to each other, not out of shame or guilt, um, but because um, one, it holds us accountable, but two, it's like, I know that there's not going to be any judgment there, Yeah. Um, but you're also not going to let me off the hook. That's right. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -mm. That's right. like, remind me of the standard that I ought to be operating. And let me say this. Also, not using 
accountability or community as a crutch for why you should or should not be living a righteous lifestyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we weren't using each other as a crutch, but man, before there was a time of need, he were reaching out to each other. Mm-hmm. And for me, for me, y'all, it was pornography. So I wasn't necessarily going out with folks and sleeping with them. Um, not to say that Drew was just doing that, but our weaknesses were different, but the consequences were the same. And the consequence was the shame, the guilt, the isolation. Mm. We both Ooh, that isolation was that's a huge piece. Shame will isolate you. Yeah. Um, and shame was isolating me from saying what I needed. And so and there's a difference between accountability and um, and uh, what's the word? Confession. Mm-hmm. Accountability is asking for help before you need it. Mm-hmm. And confession is asking for help after you've already made the mistake. <laughs> and a lot of what we were doing was confession. Yeah. And yeah. so the push-ups, we were never supposed to get to that point. Mm. And so the push-ups were supposed to, we were supposed to be sore enough to not make the mistake. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and, it, and it helps. It did help. Like towards the end of the summer, like I had, well, at that time, <laughs> I had let that will. <laughs> at the time, I had let go of that, you know, entanglement that yeah. I had yeah. for a long time too. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and man, that whole process was, you know, I stopped as as the summer continued. I stopped going to North Carolina as much. I started staying in Richmond. Um, you know, wasn't talking to her as much. My mornings used to be spent, you know, on the phone with her on my way to my internship. Um, it changed and, you know, I started worshiping in the morning, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And she didn't understand it at the time, Yeah, but it was necessary, man. It was necessary. No, that's real. I'll say this last thing. And this is, this is just, I feel like this is an encouragement for anybody listening. Um, the person that's qualified to do life with you is a person that's doing life with others. Mm. And I say that because when we get into, when we start to think about dating people, um, you shouldn't consider them eligible because of who they present to you, but who who are they surrounded by? Mm. And how are those people holding them accountable to a higher standard? That's what makes them eligible. Mm. And I always say, I've said it in other episodes, what made me eligible were, were the men around me, not the man I was presenting to Sarah. Wow. Um, and I know we only we got a little bit of time left, but I just wanted to end with that. And maybe there's just another part to this, but we need to understand that that's community is that that important. Mm-hmm. It speaks volumes. I'm not saying birds of a feather always flock together, but birds don't stray too far from their pack. Yeah, it's really important um, to acknowledge and recognize whether someone is isolated or connected, and then to look at the quality of those connections to determine whether you should even be connected to them. Mm. Um, a man that's connected to other men is a stronger man, mm. not a not a weak, dependent man. Mm-hmm. He's a stronger man. And the type of connection that me and Drew have is evidence of strength. And so Sarah actually put it on IG the other, the other week. <laughs> you know, you got to come through the pullings to get to Andrew. Not because, not just because we possessive, <laughs> but because we're part of his community. Mm-hmm. And if he like you and we don't like you, we're a part of him. <laughs> right. And not to say that our opinion is above everybody else's, but yo, 
like it's important for family to get along with family. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you if you're going to be a part of that, and, and that's not to plug Drew at all. No, no, no. But because beyond <laughs> beyond that, you know what what's often common is we can be pursuing somebody or liking somebody or in a in a situation, and you know you're experiencing all the butterflies, all of the you know warm fuzzies or whatever, and are oftentimes because you're experiencing that you're unable to see the real the mm, full picture that's right and so it helps to have that community to be able to show you not only what they see about that person mm. but also um where they see you might be falling short or yeah. lacking yeah. you know that's one thing i can appreciate about our brotherhood in context of your marriage is i have full access to be able to tell you about yourself like bro you tripping yeah like no 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 you need to do this better or you know saying like what's or even ask into certain things yeah. without reservation yeah. and i think that ultimately like having that um and you guys have affirmed it multiple times like having that makes any relationship better that's right because if you don't have somebody holding you accountable um or or checking in um it's like well do you have friends that actually care no real talk like yeah I, I would prefer somebody to to tell me where i'm falling short because to me that demonstrates that you care enough to not see me suffer that's right. in that way or that's right or not living up to my best potential and let me say this all that's called is a free fire zone yep and the free fire zone and relationships is period it, it is important i say this period <laughs> bro come <laughs> I'm really trying to end this podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, it's so important um, because, I, and I've said this to Sarah. I said, "Babe, there's going to come a time where I make certain mistakes that make it very hard to trust me." Which means you need someone else to be able to trust on my behalf. Mm. And so, if when you can't trust me, you need to be able to trust the men that I'm connected to to speak to the things that maybe you don't have answers to. Mm. Talk about that. Tell tell the people what you told me that if if we go out and you messing up and Sarah asks me what you what you, you say. All right. So y'all it's it's one of the most mature things that you'll probably ever hear. <laughs> you were speaking in in terms of like when I get married, you said, "Bro, if we out somewhere and you doing, you know, dirt and your wife comes to me and asks, you know, if you were doing X, Y, Z, I'm not going to lie to her. I'm and, not. and the reason is your marriage matters more to me than our brotherhood. That's right. And you said, honestly, bro, I would expect you to do the same thing. Absolutely. So we can, because this is a long episode, but I, I want to say this. I feel kind of what you said earlier in terms of like our brotherhood was an answer prayer. I think a lot of people, or the person that might be listening right now may be praying for that same thing mm -hmm. for a relationship, um, a sisterhood or a brotherhood, um, somebody that they can go deep with without reservation, right. without feeling judged. Um, and who is bold enough to point them to Christ mm. who won't soak or, uh, comfort or coddle, coddle their feelings, yeah. um, to make them feel good. Mm -hmm but will challenge them to grow, will see the God-given potential in them. Can I speak to that? And will call them to that. Let me speak to that. Yep. 
my encouragement to that person is to take your expectations mm. and your type out of the equation of searching and seeking that person. Wow. Um, the same thing we do in dating is the same thing we do in friendships. We look for similarities. When it's a God thing, it's really not about similarity. Mm. You'll find it because how can two people go forth unless they agree? That's a similarity. Mm -hmm. But it may not always present itself as similarities. Mm. Maybe God is testing testing you and trying to prune that fickle nature, that mm. carnal nature out of you to see a God thing independent of what it looks like. Mm. Um, your friends will not all look like you. And if they do, you need to actually ask yourself, are all of them divine connections or demonic connections? Mm. You have to ask yourself that. Some things are distractions. Right. And I have relation, I've had relationships that were seasonal, I've had some that were reasonal and I've had, and I have some that are a lifetime mm -hmm. and those will present themselves as such yep. based on the types of conversations you have, the types of vulnerabilities you share, whether there's a free fire zone or not, you'll know if it's a lifetime connection because they're not afraid to tell you how bad your it stink. Mm -hmm. Real talk. Real talk. And they don't, it's not that they don't care about how you feel about it. They do it with grace and love but they actually care more about your progression than what you're feeling and what you will feel. Yeah. And so what Drew said about me caring about his future marriage more than our brotherhood, that's actually me saying, I care more about your salvation, mm -hmm. your witness, mm -hmm. how God sees you mm -hmm. more than what we have. That's right. That's right. I'm willing to sacrifice what I think is great about what we got mm -hmm. so that you can have what God has promised you. Yep. And that's me loving you forward. Now, God forbid that ever happens. Right. God forbid he ever puts me in a position to have to tell his wife what he hasn't already told her. Mm -hmm. But if that situation presented itself, it's going to be hard. But I got to be obedient. Ain't no bros over. Come on. We got to get rid of that. Mm -hmm. We got to get rid of that. Once you introduce me to your wife, <laughs> we all friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We all family, mm -hmm. which means I might not volunteer the information immediately, but if she asks me, I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. And that's not to scare you or threaten anybody that's my friend. It's to let you know that I actually care about your family. And we're called to a much different standard. Man. The mantle is totally different. Um, This is heavy, bro. It is. This is it heavy. Is. This is not easy to say. This is not something mm -mm. I say lightly because no matter what relationship you're in with anybody, there is a soul tie. Mm -hmm. and we always Ooh. give uh, right. We always give soul tie a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. Any connection that you're in that you're struggling to leave, there's a soul tie in it. That's right. And soul ties in the beginning was a very, very good thing and only a good thing. Yep. Eve's even Adam's souls were tied together for what for what purpose? for oneness, mm -hmm. for togetherness, mm -hmm. um, and, and unity with the Father. Um, but because of sin, because how sin entered the world, now that soul tie is being tainted. Now it's being viewed, now it's being viewed in a way that's subjective. Mm. Um, and we need to get to the point where we understand that soul ties are necessary in relationships. That's right. That means when I see a flaw in your character, which mm -hmm. is a part of your soul, that I can check it because it's impacting me and everyone around you. Mm. I'm hurting because of what's hurting in your soul. 
I care more about your soul than I do this false sense of peace or this false sense of 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 uh, tranquility. Mm. I'm not about to suffer through this false sense just because it's convenient. Mm. I need to be able to check that because of how it impacts me and how it impacts the people that you love and that you say you love. Mm. And that's caring about your soul. I care more about your soul than I do this false sense of peace. And so that's that's essentially what friends are for. If we're born for a time of adversity, we got to realize that we're always in adversity. Mm. It's not just season. There's spiritual warfare happening all around. I'm talking too much. There's spiritual warfare <laughs> happening all around us. That's good. That's adversity. Mm -hmm. There are thoughts being planted in your mind. That's adversity. Mm -hmm. There are emotions that you're feeling as a result of disappointment, of trauma, of childhood wounds. That's adversity. That means you always need a friend. Mm -hmm. You always need a brother. You always need a sister. And if you're not seeking one, if you don't have one, and if there's not somebody you could just call and talk about nothing with, you are suffering in silence. Mm -hmm. Ooh, y'all done got me started. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to get too preachy, but I can't stress how disconnected we are in this generation. That's right. With this facade of connection socially. Yep. We have to get beyond the transactional social interaction. Mm -hmm. And we got to start getting deep with folk. That's right. We got to start getting vulnerable. I need you to see me naked. Yeah. Spiritually, calm down. <laughs> we can't never be serious. <laughs> Cause you you say something like that, knowing good and well. It was better than saying no homo though. Paul, <laughs> you, you could have kept it at a pause. <laughs> but what he's saying is, um, when he when he says naked, meaning vulnerable, meaning I'm not afraid to let you into uh, my life, my thoughts, um, who I am when nobody is looking. Mm. who I am when nobody's because we we tend to have this approach that is you know very similar to like social media I'm gonna put the my best foot forward I'm gonna show you the things that I want you to see and that's not always the reality it's of who we are your relationships that's not all because it's not the reality of who we are that's right and we oftentimes block the blessing that could come from um, those close relationships because we don't want to be real we don't want to be transparent. And you know what? I think vulnerable. in the future and future podcasts, we need to be able to break down how to discern who that friend is and what those, what character traits, mm -hmm. what soul traits, what spiritual traits are evident in a friend. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean they're perfect, y'all, but it means that they're self-aware and self-conscious. It's so much we got to break down. So much. We, we got to talk about reconciliation. Oh my uh -oh. goodness. Um, forgiveness. Uh, communication. Hey, watch your mouth, bro. Um, watch vulner your mouth. Vulnerability, which we get in. We hey, we do have an episode where we talk about vulnerability. We do. We might release that next, cause that's gonna be that's a good we one. We might even release that early. We mm -hmm. don't tease the people. Ah, <laughs> he said might. So don't said, go looking for don't it. Don't go looking for he it. He said might. You'll get the notification. You'll get the notification. But man, let's end it here. Hey, we just want again want to encourage. All of you, man, if you already have the type of brotherhood or sisterhood that we're talking about, continue to foster that. Continue to pursue that person, pursue that relationship. Uh, continue to point them to Christ, um, to the heart of Christ. Pick them up when they're down. Um, 
encourage them, give them their flowers now. And for those of you who may not have that, um, but that is your heart's cry, um, that is your prayer, we're praying with you. Um, and we are evident of the fact that it can happen and that it will happen, that God is sovereign and faithful enough to connect you to that person. You have to be submitted, though. And we didn't talk about, y'all, the offenses that even occurred <laughs> even in me and Andrew's relationship. That's right. <laughs> like, there were things that we had to resolve and mm-hmm. reconcile together. We are not the standard. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. we are a model. There were things we did wrong. There were things we didn't share that mm-hmm. I th- I'm thankful today we're able to speak boldly about. Mm-hmm. But man, there were some offenses created. Y'all, bro, light skinned, so y'all already know how well, that go. Drew secretly light skinned, so <laughs> he got the same traits. Like real, recognized, real. You look I'll real be- familiar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like y'all, we love y'all, yeah. and we hope that y'all listen in to the next episode. Peace. They got them keys again, dog. Boy. They be hard. Hey, bro. I don't think they was ready for that change of beat. They bro. weren't ready for that. But we had to for this episode. That's right. This was a special one. Thanks. Uh, so in saying that, man, we hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, we hope you guys were able to take away some key things, some key points. Man, please like, subscribe, share, and rate the podcast that it may reach more viewers. We're trying to get this conversation out there so we can keep it going and build upon it. We believe y'all have some valuable thoughts and questions. So please tune in. We'll see y'all next time.